The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hi guys, it's Lo and welcome to a brand new episode of I Love Wellness. Today we have a fellow New Yorker on the show. Um, I have to say when she walked in the room, I was like over overwhelmed <laughs> by her uh, like beauty. Her skin's really good. She just seems oh to God. emote health and wellness, which is what I'm trying to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so please welcome Melissa Wood to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Melissa, so you're the founder of Melissa Wood Health and you're the creator of the MWH method. Yes. What I am. what is that? What is that? Great question. So the MWH method is a workout method that I created after living in a space of being completely not connected to the movement that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And once I really slowed things down. I really found that these precise low impact movements just created what I've been I had been trying to achieve as a model living in New York for so long and it just gave me these beautiful long lean lines and it just made me feel really good in my body. So that's hmm. really how the MWH method came about. I mean, I'll go much more in depth in yeah. that, but tell me about what do you what do you mean by feeling not connected to your body? Like when you work out, yeah. you would like go boxing. You're like, this isn't for me. <laughs> you know, I was one of those people that was told for a very long time. When I was modeling, I was constantly told that I had to trim down on my thighs and that I was one of the curvier girls. And it was, it, you know, I think it really gets in your head. So they would, you know, my agents would be like, what are you doing for cardio? Like, what workouts are you doing? You really need to like do these high intensity trainings. And, you know, it's no knock to them. I think that that was a lot of the mindset for a lot of people. And I still think it is. And that's why I love the work that I share because people who come from that space and then when they try my workouts, they're, they're like, this is like almost like a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had all of these supermodel friends and I was doing all of these workouts with them, but I wasn't looking like them. And I was like, okay, there's a disconnect here. I'm literally just doing everything they're doing from every high intensity class. And once I really slowed things down and I realized when I always ask people this, when they're like, well, how do you know if your if the movement you're doing is serving you? And I always say, how do you feel when you go in? Like, how do you feel? Are you anxious? Do you dread it? Are you excited to do that movement? And then how do you feel when you leave? Mm -hmm. I know for myself, I had a major aha moment leaving a very well-known teacher's class. And it just all clicked. I was like, I hate the way I feel when I go in. I don't like how I feel during the class. And I don't like how I feel when I leave. Why am I doing this? Mm. I'm doing all of these things that I've been told that I should be doing. And then I had to really tap in. I had to like dig really deep within myself to discover what it was that did work for me because I wasn't like my friends and I wasn't, you know, I didn't look like my friends and my (laughs) agents let me know that. And it was, I think I was just living in this tunnel of just not ever feeling enough, always comparing myself to everyone, which in turn really led me on this journey 
to wellness. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So outside of the, you know, the method, I'm, I'm curious, sort of just what inspired you to get into the health and wellness industry as your career in general? Like, can you mm-hmm. go deeper into that? Because anybody yeah. that decides yeah. I'm going to make health and wellness my career has a, has a story to tell. Yes. And I like have to trust that it's not just one bad workout mm-hmm. that you went to. Totally. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Caused you to, you know, change your life completely. Oh yeah. There's a lot more than that. I'm happy to share it. Um, It was something I was really ashamed to share for a long time. Mm -hmm. And once I got really comfortable sharing my story, it's when everything really changed for me and I was able to make an impact in people's life. So it's really important for me to tell this piece. So when I moved to New York, I moved here and I worked in makeup. I worked at Bloomingdale's on 59th Street Mm -hmm. at the Chanel counter. I was working in Syracuse at the Chanel counter in which what was Filene's and then Macy's bought Filene's. Okay. So we're going way back guys. And I, you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing here. I literally came for a weekend, was walking around Bloomingdale's and someone at the Chanel counter came up to me and was like, we'd love to do your makeup. I'm like, this is so weird. I was like such a small town girl. I'm like, I work at Chanel in Syracuse. And they're looking at me like, no, I I, I can really connect to that now. So they're like, oh, it's so funny. We're hiring. And I was like, oh, great. I'd love to take the interview. So I interviewed, got the job. I was in this two-hour interview with the manager. And I had a boyfriend back home. We were probably on the path to getting married if I stayed there. And I just went home and I was like, I'm moving to New York. Wow. I had no idea. Like, I look back and I'm like, I really did have this fire in me. And I still do. But I think I have to stop it sometimes and be like, well, but I really did, though. And, you know, I come from a very um, broken home. So my parents couldn't help me move here. I drove a U-Haul by myself with a friend. And I had no idea what I was really going to do. It's like I had this job. I had no apartment. I lived on a mattress on a floor for a very long time. And, you know, that's really what brought me here. And the it, Chanel counter at Bloomingdale's, guys. Isn't that great? <laughs> I still go back. I still have so many friends. She offers friends. a job. She takes the job. She moves to New York City. Yep. <laughs> I still have so many friends that work there, and I go see them all the time. But it's that was definitely just like the biggest culprit that got me here. And then working working in New York, I had a, I you know I made a lot of friends who worked in nightlife, and then. I started cocktail waitressing, which is where I met my now husband. But at the time, it was like I was just working there for years before we had ever like dated or anything. And I had a girlfriend who introduced me to her agent. And mm-hmm. she was like, you have to meet my agent. And at that time, I had already seen – I had already been into like a bunch of modeling agencies and had been turned down by every single one. They told me I was too short. I was too big. It was like I constantly heard the same thing. So I went in and ended up – working with an agency, but they were like, you have to lose 15 pounds first. Like, we really like you. We think you're adorable. We think you'll work, but we just need you to trim down. So that was definitely a turning point for me. But now looking back, like I already had an eating disorder before this. I just never allowed myself to say those words. Mm -hmm. And I would go on these crazy binges where it was, um, I like to say this too, because I, I never like to, um, touch on anything. If someone is listening and has, is going through this, I, I try to tread very lightly without too many details to like bring anything up for listeners, um, Mm. to, you know, kind of You're not trying to trigger our listeners. I don't want to trigger people. I understand. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to bring things up that could 
create any more issues for anyone in this position. But it really spiraled into this. It was really like my practice. It became my toolkit where Mm -hmm. when things, when like stakes were high in my life and I held all of my anxiety inside, I would resort to like filling myself up, not talking about what was going on. And then I would go and I would get rid of it. I would purge. And it it wasn't something that I did every single day, but some weeks I did. And then some weeks I didn't. So to me, it was like, it wasn't a problem. It was just, you know, it happened when it happened. And it, it was something I never talked about, but it went on for years. And it wasn't until it got really bad where I was doing it frequently and I was not going to social situations because I found myself just feeling triggered by food and and not wanting to eat certain things around people. And then I I just had a really bad run with it and woke up one day and I was like, I literally can't live like this anymore. Like, I hate myself. I hate how I feel. And I need help. Like, I have an eating disorder. I have a problem. And I think just saying that, like really recognizing and owning that there's something going on, Um, I mean, no one in my life knew, not a friend, not a family member. I was so, so good at hiding my pain and my darkness that that really saved my life. You know, being able to call a friend and say, like, I'm in a really bad place and I would love your therapist's information. And Mm -hmm. that, that was a, you know, that was it. And I started seeing a therapist, which helped me understand that this was all anxiety I didn't know that, and that was just my coping mechanism to deal with everything that was coming up. And then, you know, I think that, like, really opens up a quest. At the time, I was still modeling and acting and enjoyed it, but it was also moving into that, like, this is what people told me I should be doing. Like, as a model, you know, usually segue into acting. So it was like I was on this path of shoulds Mm -hmm. my whole life, and... I think the more that I got in touch with like what was really going on beneath the surface of it all, it just made me want to find better tools and things that wouldn't harm myself but make me feel better. So that was where, you know, I, I had gotten an email from my acting teacher at the time about our acting class starting back up. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that anymore. And then I enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition literally the next day. Mm. I called her and I was like, I really feel that I have this like desire for wellness. And I don't know exactly what it is I want to do, but I know that with, with healing myself, I want to help heal people who don't like themselves. Sure. Yeah, I understand. So when you moved to New York, do you feel like it was getting into the modeling world and just being told that, you know, physically, like, you were not right or you needed to change? That's sort of like what drove all of this for you? Or do you feel like it really was sort of just like your underlying anxieties? I I know it was my upbringing mm-hmm. and the living situation and the environment that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there was no communication. My parents did the absolute best that they could, but there was a lot of lack. And it's, you know, I think stepping in, I, I'm the middle child. I have four sisters. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have a younger brother too. My dad remarried and had my brother, but I was like the mother. I was really bossy and was trying to run a household. And I think it, I just took on a lot. And then it was for me, I think, 
you know, moving to New York and moving myself away from all of that, it was like, as soon as I closed the door, I just, I lived with it. I lived with this feeling that I pushed away as a child for so long and it almost like haunted me and I, I didn't want to face it. And mm. I was like, no, 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 like, I don't want to feel that. It brings me back to a really bad place. What could I do to, to get rid of that feeling? And I, I, you know, I know that's where this all really came from. And I think the modeling industry just brought it out of me in a much bigger way. Sure. Yeah, I understand. Um, well, it's, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Yes, it's very brave. <laughs> mm, thank you. Um, so talk to me more about the transition then. So you're getting into nutrition and you're kind of like on your path now. Yeah. You so, haven't quite figured it out. No. But you're on the path. Well, I was definitely, <laughs> yeah, I was on the path. I was working as a health coach. I worked with an integrative doctor here in New York that I love. He's amazing. I was the first health coach that he hired. Mm-hmm. Before, he was like, I don't even know what a health coach is. And come me in, neither. we'll interview. What is a health coach? So health coaches work with you. Really, it's, you know, I think people work with health coaches most of the time because they want to be, like, given a diet in a program and, uh, like, uh-huh. a way of life. But it's so much more than that. It's really looking at your life as a whole and talking to you about your relationships and your life with your with work, with um, your family, with your boyfriend, with your spouse, whatever it is. And I think... You know, I did it for so long that I it, I almost became a therapist, right? Because mm-hmm. it was like getting to have people, to get people in touch with that. Sure. And then understanding that I know for me, you know, my eating disorder had nothing to do with food. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I thought it did. I thought I was triggered by food, but it, that was, it was just my relationship to anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I always say to people who are in situations like this, like, really understand what's eating you like what is it Mm -hmm. that's getting you to this place where like you are you live this life of wellness Monday through Friday and then on the weekend you're like high and hungover Mm -hmm. you know like that's not wellness and and really being true to yourself in that way so I was working as a health coach and I loved the work but I knew it wasn't it you know it was like I enjoyed it I loved the one-on-ones I did women's group coaching and it really helped me understand, thank God, that there was something more, but I had no idea what it was. And then it was that experience taking this one class and I just, I walked home. I remember I was cold, I was sweaty and I was like, I just want to be a teacher who helps people feel amazing, who helps people feel so good in their body, no matter where you are. If you don't love yourself, as you are in this moment, like I want to teach you how to get there mm-hmm. and little steps to take. And and that's that's really how this all started. And then I started slowly sharing my workouts online and had um, the founders of this app at the time approach me and ask me to share my workouts. And quite honestly, I wasn't even a teacher yet. I, I got certified right after in Pilates and yoga, but that was like how that all kind of opened up for me. Hmm, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you know, because I think a lot of people 
um, are sort of on some kind of spectrum of a struggle, right? Yeah. You know, you're either like really deep into it or you have, you know, bad days here and there, or it, I would say it, uh, sort of like a normal level of just, you know, up and down, like hormones, I had a bad day yeah. at work and whatever. And for the people that are, um, I think, more intensely struggling, I think the idea of, um, you know, using a program or, you know, adding some kind of like methodology or whatever to your life Mm -hmm. is like really appealing and can work for the short term. Right. But, um, long-term it's, it's a challenge. And so I guess like, what would you say to people who sort of find themselves in sort of like recurrent patterns of, you know, depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. et cetera? That's a great question. So I always love to bring it back to like how you live your life Mm -hmm. and, from like the second that you wake up in the morning, what is the very first thing you do? And like really breaking the day into segments and getting clear like where you put your time, where your thoughts are, like what do you think about yourself? What are you thinking about people in the room? Mm -hmm. What do you think about your friends? And like really being honest with yourself though, you know, like I know for myself when I started doing this work, I was like, I am so mean to myself. I was so awful to myself, and mm-hmm. I had really bad acne, too. I was covered in acne when I was modeling, so that really helped my career. But, it, you know, I would look at myself and be like, oh, God, you look so ugly, like, you know, and, and, and really diving deep with the relationship with yourself and where you invest your time, like not just at work, mm-hmm. but what you're doing in your free time, who you're spending it with, and then creating a practice that works for you in your life. You know, I used to say, like, I don't leave my house without meditating. Well, it's, you know, comical now. I have children. Like, it happens all the time. But what do I do in those situations where, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in meditation. I would not be doing the work that I'm doing. I would not be guided on the path that I'm on without my commitment to meditation. Mm. And I think it's it's finding what works for you, but committing your life to it, committing your life to feeling incredible. And, you know, for me, it's like I, I meditated before I came here because, like I said, my nanny was sick, literally vomiting. And, I, and when I was like, okay, go, like I'll, I'll have the girls come help. Mm-hmm. But I knew I'm like, I have to meditate before I do this podcast. So I made it happen. It wasn't the practice that I would have loved, but it's it's like still finding these windows of time where like I could have scrolled through Instagram the entire cab ride here, but I didn't. I closed my eyes for five minutes and just connected with my breath mm-hmm. and like connected to, the, you know, just the stillness, as much stillness as possible. And creating a practice that works for you. We can talk more about that too. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, because I feel like a lot of people who um, work in health and wellness sort of preach this idea of like, commit your life, Mm -hmm. you know, like you have to do this, you know, you have to like throw yourself in. But I feel like part of the problem is that we're all fallible, right? Like we're all human and we all make mistakes or have the day that we don't meditate. And so what would you say is the best way to sort of like re-encourage yourself to get back on track? Because like everybody like has these missteps, right? Totally. And I think for a lot of people, it's one of like the first 
things that happens and then they sort of like go back down their you know uh, path to like old patterns and behaviors right. do you know what I mean oh yeah totally. because like you're saying like commit your life to it but like that's not realistic but it so, is like how do actual people but, but it is I, I do believe it is I think when you know like so it doesn't have to look one way mm. you know and I think just in those so moments. So taking breaks from your commit, from like your new commitment to your fa- fa- fabulous life is well, okay? <laughs> I, not necessarily, no. Like, I, I know for myself, like, I, for the most part, try to do a meditation at least once a day, even if it's for two minutes. Mm. I think it doesn't have to be a one size. Like, it has to be 20 minutes, 20 minutes movement. It's not that. Like, I think scaling back on, like, the structure of it, but getting something, something, because what's more important than our mental health? Absolutely nothing. So what more would we want to commit our life to? Sure. Being in a, in a healthy mental state. And unfortunately, most people are walking around and are not. But, but one I think that's thing, what I'm trying to hone in on is so, when you are depressed or anxious, yeah, so, like it's hard to create these good patterns. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because your physical illness can overwhelm you. You need a team. You need people, you need doctor, you need the right people to help you. I know like for myself, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to get myself out of it without the help of a trained professional. Mm. But I think one thing to do is to forgive yourself Mm. in those moments and you can begin again in any moment. So if you have a day where it's a really bad day or you did something you really regret, You have to forgive yourself. You know, like I forgive myself all day. And I literally have that mantra on repeat. repeat. Like I can begin again in any moment, any Mm -hmm. moment, any minute, any breath. I can let go of what just happened and choose to to move forward and to begin again. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, it's that piece of information and guidance that I think is really helpful. Like the idea of being able to forgive yourself if you like fall off track or like you just can't do it or you're just too tired or whatever. And the idea that you can just start again at any point. Any point. Right. People always ask me, like, you're so strict, you're so this. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not at all. I lived a very strict life for a long time. I think when I share about a commitment to a practice, I really mean it in a way that, you know, I think how you relate to it and how you connect to it and what you believe is exactly how it's going to show up for you. Mm. So if you walk around thinking like, well, I committed last week, but this week it's like, I'm too busy. I'm this and this. How do you expect to see results if you don't commit to things, right? Like it doesn't have to be so hardcore. Like I love to meditate 20 minutes a day. It doesn't happen. It sometimes, but not all the time. Like today it was too broken, like 10 minutes total. But I think it's it's really looking at your life in in a way of like, how do you want to show up? Like aligning yourself and your life and living in alignment with what you want and and really making choices that keep you on that path of alignment. I You know, f- for me, like I recently just randomly start, stopped drinking. And it, it, it was just something that it was like a, it just came to me really honestly. And after a meditation, I was like, okay, this path that I'm on, I, I feel really clear. And it was, it was really with my launch of my app and my site, I was like, I just want to be really clear and focused and in alignment with myself. And, 
and feel as grounded as possible. So I was like, oh, I just won't drink. And and then it just kept going. And I'm like, I feel so clear. I feel so myself. And I I never really felt that way, like so comfortable mm. being like, actually, no, I don't need to drink. And I think for me, it's just asking myself like how I want to show up. And instead of, I, you know, I, I think a lot of times too, people have a lot of excuses and they need to be called out on it because they're telling themselves these bullshit stories and they need to get real and honest with themselves. And half the time, these people who say they don't have time, they're spending half their time looking at other people's accounts on social media or doing these things that it's like mindless living, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I don't, I really don't preach, uh, preach it while I'm preaching. I don't mean to share this message in a way that it's like this way or no way, but I think you just have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. on how you want to live your life. And, and and for me, it's like how I want to feel. I know I can get a little mentally unstable if I don't meditate, and I show up a very different. I'm super reactive. I'm not as kind to myself. I'm like I'm a totally different version of myself, which is kind of scary, but it's the truth, and I know this. Mm. So that's where I'm like... Where can I, where is a window? Where can I like sit on a bench? Where can I like meditate in a taxi? Like it's, it's the most random places. Yeah. Mm, I think that's helpful. So tell me about your relationship with wellness uh, when you were growing up. Because for a lot of people it's yeah. like, oh, I just like, you know, played soccer. <laughs> yeah. But for some people it's totally different. Some people, you know, like when they were young developed these kind of like wellness practices without necessarily realizing. So, right. I mean, I feel like you've always like been a model. Like, have mm-hmm. you always sort of had this background or this like drive to sort of like take care of yourself? I've always had a drive to. This is going to sound really superficial, but it's the truth. Like, I remember, you know, as a kid, um, going shopping at Kmart with my mom, and she'd be like, "You get one outfit. You all get one outfit." And then my sisters and I like trying to swap the outfits out so we could have as many outfits for the week. And I really cared about how I looked. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, you know, to always like put my best foot forward. But I had no connection truly to wellness. Like I I never really thought about it. I played sports, but to me it was more so because that's what my friends were doing. Like sure. I had no connection to it at all. Mm. I, I really didn't, which... I feel like, I mean, a lot of people don't. Yeah, I feel like none. it's like you turn 30 and then you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to start taking care of myself. I think living in New York, you're just like amongst, you know, so many walks of life who just, you know, I, I think you see people who take the best care of themselves who don't. And, and I've always been attracted to people who have that light, you know, that take really great care of themselves. So I think moving here, I was like, I was so attracted to it mm-hmm. and would, I literally would have done whatever it took, whether that was like hurting myself or, you know, or finding this path. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about your app. So how does that all work? Yeah. Cause I'm always curious, you know, with people that have fitness apps, like do yeah. you have to be in the studio and like recording videos all day? Do you run the business? Does somebody else run the business? I'm just, I'm just curious sort of about how it, how it works. Yeah. I, it's funny. I lit up. This is the first interview I've done since it's launched. So oh, I didn't have an app before that. So I'm like, I have an app. It's still hitting me. I started sharing my workouts in my living room with mm-hmm. a $25 tripod. I pressed start and stop and I didn't edit one thing mm. for a year. I literally just 
kept it. Did the workouts. Yeah, I did it. I like kept it exactly as it was, uploaded everything myself, and I entirely run the business. I was a one-man show for a while, and then once, you know, it was actually, I think I can say this, Gabby Bernstein, who was like, listen, I love your workouts, (laughs) but... You know, people like you've gotten the people who you've authentically grabbed. Like now you want to grab the people who like care a little bit about production, just a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, respect that. Right. Sure. And then it was also my brother who was like, sis, look, like I can't hear you in your videos. Like you need a mic. And I was like, (laughs) I literally had nothing, you guys. And I was like, no, people love it. They love me raw and real. Well, I've discovered that you can still be raw and real with great production. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I rented a studio and at this time I didn't even hire a videographer I still I was like I'm just going to wear a mic and then a very good friend of mine was like your mic cuts out all Mm. the time (laughs) like we love you like we wanted your workouts but come on already so I I hired a videographer thank god and it changed everything (laughs) it really just opened everything up I have I I do have a team who helps me do everything but I clearly physically do all the all of the workouts and mm-hmm. we plan the schedule for the week but I'm not like in the studio all week just shooting mm-hmm. I schedule everything out where I'll go maybe one day and film all of them four flows but sure. everything's really um I keep everything pretty short and sweet mm-hmm. I find like in between that like 20 30 minute sweet spot really works well for me mm-hmm. that's also how I started sharing it after I gave birth to my son I'm like how am I going to work out. And once again, it like kind of went back to like, here I am talking about like mindful eating, meditation, movement. You need these three components every day. And I'm like, how am I doing this coming from like, I had to work out two hours a day. Mm. That's what I did for years and was not nearly as healthy as I am now. But so they, you know, these shorter um, increments and then um, I have the website as well, which they all live on the website, but like what you see is is the app. Sure. So tell me more about the the flows. Is it mm-hmm. sort of like a mix of yoga, Pilates, and like little mindful movements? Tell, tell me about the practice. Yeah. So I start every workout with just a mindful like meditation, but mini, nothing too crazy and mm-hmm. doesn't dive too deep, just to like bring you into your body to help you let go of what came before that and everything that's to come after and really like be super present with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then we move and we move people, you know, I think a lot of people think low impact is easy, but like, I'll teach you really quickly that like really honing in and using your own body weight is, it's like the most amazing thing for Mm -hmm. your body. And then I always close everything with a meditation. And, you know, when I started, it was really a blend of yoga and Pilates. I would say right now I'm moving more towards like the, Pil- the foundation of Pilates mm-hmm. with a blend of yoga, but it's definitely more Pilates driven at this point. I love that. I'm going to yeah. try it. Oh, I would love to sign you up. Madeline and I were talking about, I just got that thing called the mirror. Yes. The home workout. Yeah. But it arrived to my house when I had the flu. Oh. And so so I haven't used it. (laughs) Like had I been healthy when it had arrived, I would have been really excited to get started. But I literally, I was like on like the third day of the flu and then I had the flu for a week longer. So now it's just hanging on my wall and I haven't used it once. 
And I just like don't know how to like get motivated to start using that fucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, we can swear. I was like, I don't know. I was a few times. I'm like, don't say that. Yeah, no, no, um, no. You can say whatever you want. Okay, here. I love that. You can just turn it on. Whenever people are like, how do you get motivated? I'm like, turn on a song that you freaking love. Uh-huh. That just like you you can't sit still and roll out your mat. And I guarantee, like, you'll do something. Like, even if it's, like, I did five minutes today and my daughter was, like, hanging all over me. But I'm, like, you know what? I feel great. I did, like, but little But is five minutes series. enough? I think that's one of the things that I Love have struggled yes. with for a while. Is, like, I feel like you have to go to these hour-long workout classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where I have found the most success recently is just, like, a 20-minute dance video mm-hmm. or, like... A fifteen-minute like leg series. You do Meg. I know. I've. Se- I, I love yeah, Megan Rue. Yeah, I do amazing. a lot of Megan Rue, and um, her new app is great, also <clears throat> because it's like condensed. Yeah, you know no, what no, I mean. She's... It doesn't take me like ninety minutes to do her workout. Right. No, totally. That was really what birthed Melissa, like the mm-hmm. MWH method yeah. was. For me, it was like for me understanding that I didn't need an hour, that I didn't mm. have to leave and go somewhere. And sure. it was like in the convenience of my own, but I was kicking my own ass. Yeah. And like the more I shared them and, you know, I really think 20 minutes is honestly enough, but it goes back to like the yeah. consistency. Yeah. Like 20 but minutes 20 every two minutes, weeks. with 20 minutes, you can be consistent. With 20 minutes, you can you, do it every doable. morning. It's totally doable. Yes. 50 minutes, an hour every morning no, before I go to work. Lot. Like it's a lot. I'm already so, I like yeah. literally, I wake up tired. Of course. Like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted all day all long. All day. All day long. And so I think that's it. That is interesting. It's nice to have like an actual person who like has a real health and wellness background. Being no, like, yeah, no, twenty I, minutes a day is fine. And by the way, I like I have so much energy now, yeah. and I have two kids, and I'm like up with my kids in the morning. You know, like I do a lot of it. Yeah, I have a nanny who's amazing. She doesn't live with me. A lot of people think that she does, but I have so much energy because I give myself those like. Short little of time. bit of time where mm-hmm. like sometimes it's 10 minutes of meditation and then 20 minutes of movement or vice versa just something and I am exploding with energy hmm that's really nice I mean it's okay Madeline we're gonna add this to, to my schedule okay, the 10 Madeline. minutes of meditation yes. the 20 minutes of whatever I have a meditation for you there too I also share meditations on oh so you do you can, yes I love that yeah that's amazing yeah See, it's just it's about finding a program. It is. But, it's about finding a but, person, a program that you connect to. But you connect to. But my yeah. problem historically has always been like, I do something for like two or three months and then I like fall off. Right. A lot of people. Yeah. You but know? I mean, maybe that's part of the human condition as well. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, definitely. But I think it's finding something that gets you excited to move. And like, I think so too. For, for me, know? also, I think part of it, and like I spoke to a meditation coach about this Mm -hmm. they're like far too often when you're in the bad place do you start doing the things to get yourself out of the bad place and then you feel great and then you stop doing them because you think that you're better and it's really about the consistency like the through line that allows you to be well most of the time then but like for me that is something that I constantly forget you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I'll have like a really like depressed week I always get really bad PMS you know 14 days out of the month for me are fucking nightmares and so you know what I mean it's really bad and so it's like I do these things to like feel well and then I feel better again and then I stop doing them right and so I don't know how to like trick my I don't know how to train myself Mm -hmm. out of that behavioral pattern 
Okay. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I do. When I sh- there's one meditation I have right now, and I always say that like this work is for the good days, for the bad days, and for everything in between. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's I don't love the word discipline, but it is really like the discipline of the practice where you'll see these lasting results, right? Sure, yeah. Like, because I've I've been on that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I've lived that cycle of like, okay, I'm being good. I'm being good. Also, that like connection to it. It's like, oh, then I'm being bad. I'm being bad. I'm labeling myself again. Mm-hmm. But just living in a place where it's like, for the most part, I consistently do these things and I consistently feel pretty good. I mean, sure. I have days that are yeah. not good, but then coming back to that, like, all right, I had a rough one. I didn't do anything and I'm... I forget. I'm good with that. I like, mm-hmm. like fine. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So what do you wish that you could tell your younger self or any of like your younger fans? Mm. I wish that I could tell myself to not go with the flow of like, you know, kind of following what is cool in the moment or, mm. you know, it, it literally like going back to like, that's all the, that's the class all my friends took. So I did it. Or like, that's the lunch. I know it sounds so crazy, but like I ate that salad because all my friends ate that salad. And it was like, I did all these things. I tried all these things because my friends did it. Mm -hmm. And just being more comfortable being myself and being the girl who's like, I'm actually not going to have a drink and being totally okay with like not people pleasing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my next question is, what are the wellness trends that you're into right now? A lot. <laughs> but if, but if, but if, the, an- but if the answer is don't follow your friends. No, no, I'm, I love some wellness. Oh, stuff. you love a trend. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, they... Or you love a new thing. I love a new thing, but then I love like implementing it and like making it a part of my life. So yeah. I gua sha till I die. I am a... That face thing? Obsessed. Yeah. I literally, <laughs> I swear that it tightens your face. You like do not need Botox when you do this. (laughs) I believe that the cupping and the jade roller, but it has to be freezing cold Mm -hmm. makes such a difference. Yeah. And I'm a big dry brusher and I'm a big lymphatic drainage girl. Do you go to Ricari? No, I have Adriana who comes to me and I go to IMD. Mm. But like, have you been to Ricari? And I have my own paddle. Have you you been to Ricari yet? No, I have to. to, It's in the Chloe showroom. Okay. On the fifth floor. And you, you have to go. <laughs> Done. It, I'll try anyone, anything. Like, you tell me it's good, I'll it's go. It's this Italian machine that, like, somebody operates by hand. Okay. It's called the Icoon or something. It is the craziest thing. I've been doing it, like, once a week, every other yeah. week over the past few months. And, like, my body is different. Oh, no. It transforms. It's crazy. Lymphatic drainage is, like, this, oh, yeah. the secret of all secrets. It's amazing. I actually, it's I, I do it myself, too. I have a paddle that's oh, $20. Really? Yes. <gasps> it's incredible. And do I, you get it on Amazon? I have it on Amazon, yeah. I actually, no, wait. It's not on Amazon. What's it called? It's, I don't know the name, but I will tell you. And okay. I do have it linked <laughs> on my website. I have a lymphatic drainage post. And okay. it's linked there. Amazing. But I wish I could remember the name because it's a great brand. Lymphatic drainage is like my biggest trend that I'm into over the past six months. Oh my God. 
I've been doing it for years and I swear by it. Yeah, it's amazing. I swear. And plus I had really poor circulation, mm. so it helps increase your circulation. Yeah, I had um, mono over the summer, so it was the thing that helped me like really kick my mono at the very end. Okay. Like helped me like get a lot better towards oh, the great. end, which and was I'm really, really helpful. And I'm a big colonic girl too. I used to get colonics. I haven't in a while. I have a great girl. Do you go to Cassie? No. I go to Vanya. On 7th Avenue? No, but I don't know Cassie, but Vanya is like an angel. Is it like the gravity colonic? Yes. Okay, yeah, I only want to do gravity colonic. Yeah, same. It's And it's the most enjoyable experience, you guys. She's like a walking meditative angel. Like That's it's, so nice. And she uses essential oils and <gasps> I'm into... I want to go to her. No, no. She's like, it's the most peaceful. The second I met her, she like opened the door and I was like... Hello. Meditate. No, and she just had this like <laughs> energy, and we just like we've had the most amazing conversations. I'm really into essential oils. I'm into all of it. All I love stuff. it all. Give me everything because I swear it works, and I think when you believe it works, it all works. Well, yeah, that is the thing. Right? They talk about the placebo effect, but like the placebo effect it, like, is real. If it works, real. it works. Who cares? Oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> if it works, it works. Um, what is your secret wellness ritual? My secret wellness ritual. I think it would have to be, I mean, I guess it's really not a secret, but it's my... My gua shaing, it's I, I mm. really swear that it's like like I've <laughs> tried I'm being I'm being honest. Like I've tried Botox, not knocking it. If you love it, do what you feel good about. Mm-hmm. But I it just changed my face. Like everything was pulling in different directions. And then they were telling me I needed more in all these places. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like mm-hmm. I, this is really taking me down a rabbit hole. I could just see it now. This is not <laughs> this is not the way that I I, I wanna live. Like, you know, I'm this trying is to not stand for, me. for this thing. Yeah. And I swear it's it's better than Botox. Do you do day it and every, night? Do you do it day every and night, day? girls? Day and night. And I know sometimes I do it on the door. Really? That's my that's my secret. <laughs> there I you really go. didn't want to say it, but I was like, so you wake you up and you sometimes you I'm just cold like cold gua sha has I, to be freezing. Jade the, the jade, the has jade to be or the rose quartz yeah. roller mm-hmm. cold is great, but yeah, I just make sure the gua sha is clean. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then I like open up the lymph here on the neck, yeah. and I go up. And then I go over, but there's like a whole pattern. I have a video on YouTube too, but there's like a whole method to it. And you want to be, you know, delicate and then do a little wiggle because you want to release the fluid. (laughs) I'm going home and doing this. (laughs) Um, I swear. Okay. I guess maybe sort of like a related but unrelated question. What is something that you do now that you wish that you had learned earlier? What is something that I do? Honestly, meditation. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And slowing down my workouts. And slowing down the workouts, yeah. Yeah. What kind of meditation do you do? So I really was trained in transcendental meditation. I feel like everyone in New York City started as a TMer. They went up to the TM Center. 100%. They got their mantra. Absolutely. (laughs) And they came back downtown. This is true. This is, you're right on. (laughs) Absolutely. And then it's kind of just blended into like my own little thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like when I teach meditation, I, you know, I, I guide in a way. It's something that I just feel so called to do. Like I, I I'm obsessed with sharing my workouts, mm. but really blending in this meditative component so that when you finish 
a workout with me, you feel like I kicked your ass, but in the most peaceful possible way where you don't feel drained and you actually have way more energy. That's Mm. like, that's my goal here. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a nice way to wrap up this episode. Okay. So where can our listeners find you and your method? You can find me on Melissa Wood Health. Mm -hmm. That is where my workouts are and my Instagram. But is Melissa Wood Health, is that That's the website? website and the app. Okay, Melissa Woodhealth.com. Yes, and then at Melissa Woodhealth is my Instagram. Okay, fabulous. We're all going to be meditating together. I know it. I'd love to do a session with you guys. Fabulous. (laughs) All right, well, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for telling your story.